beautiful people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy and it is your boy trav and we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscar podcast thursday show acting direct where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar winning actors who chose to take a turn behind the camera and what are we watching this week zach we're watching the ides of march an intimate look at the inner workings of a political presidential campaign and the lengths people will go to to play dirty. Play dirty. Oh, is this everybody's first time seeing the Ides of March? Yes. The film, yes. I saw it play out in real life. No, I didn't see the play, but no. <laughs> no. The first time, yes. Uh, this is no for me. Uh, I saw this back in 2011 while doing uh, trying to keep up with the Oscars. I don't remember exactly how I saw it. I don't think I saw it at a movie theater, though. Mm. And uh, it... Just uh, as a forewarning, it did end up in my top twenty that year. Oh, mm-hmm. so we'll see. We'll see where we go with that. Okay. All right. So with that, we're gonna move on to our Oscar breakdown. Break it down. And the Ides of March is nominated for one Academy Award. That Academy Award was Best Adapted Screenplay, giving George Clooney, Grant Heslob, and Bo Willimon based on his play. Uh, Academy Award nominations, and they would lose to Alexander Payne, Nat Faxon, and Jim Rash for The Descendants. Another George another, Clooney movie. Another, another oh, George yeah. Clooney film. Another yeah. film that was in my top 20 that year. Now, nice. didn't he, in one of these films, didn't he lose to himself already before? Or am I Yeah, uh, the two, 2005, he, well, he, he won... His Academy Award in 2005, but not for the film that we covered for 2005, which was Good Night, Good Luck. He won for right. Syriana. So what what we're saying is, when George Clooney's just an actor, he can win some awards, but when he starts directing, eh-eh, sorry, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, we've covered what four films now, and four films. two of them he's been nominated for. So yeah, right. and I definitely want to dive into that once we get to that point. I got feelings on that. Okay. All right. Well, well, we're done with the Oscar breakdown. It was just the one nomination. So now we can talk about well, this film. I want, to piggy- I want to piggyback off of it only getting one nomination. Mm-hmm. Because when we did Good Night, Good Luck, it had, what, three? A few more than that. I, th- I think it was like five or yeah. six. I know screenplay was one. Yeah. Screenplay, director, picture, picture, director, actor. Cinematography, cinematography, right? An actor. David Strathairn, yeah. Oh, so it wasn't cinematography. It was cinematography, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, like five. So Rob, Robert Ellswick got nominated. And when I look at that, that 84th cinematography, I'm like, well, this film shot way better than Good Night and Good Luck, in my opinion. I think. Ooh, God I think, damn, that is a hard fucking category to get it in, though. Go on, Zach. I was going to say, I I think the film looks great. There's a lot of uh, close-ups on actors, and it's shot very well in that sense. But what what is the category? Okay, are you I ready mean, for this? Stacked, fucking, like Paul was saying. This, this is a tough category. Y'all ready category. for this? 
<laughs> so our winner, our winner, as we have discussed before, was Hugo. Right. Robert, ah. Rich, Robert Richardson getting the Academy Award for right. Hugo, which very deserved. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the artist, another film we've discussed on the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, Guillaume Schiffman gets nominated for that. Uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Jeff Cronenworth. The Tree of Life, Emmanuel Lubezki, a film I'm not a fan of, but goddamn, is it gorgeous. And Janusz Kaminski for War Horse. Oh, wow. That is a rough category. Bunch of legends. Yeah. What'd you say, Zach? Bunch of legends yeah. in there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't. Gosling was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah, gets shafted on the. Oh, and Clooney's not nominated for The Descendants. Right. But. Not but... For this. You think his performance in Descendants is better than his performance in this? His performance in Descendants is incredible. It's been a long time since I've seen Descendants. Mm. I'm I'm a big Alexander Payne guy, and right. I think he is a real actor's director. Uh, and that's kind of why I've always been big on him. And this movie is uh, kind of tough, too, because it's like, wouldn't Ryan Gosling also be considered the lead? I think he was, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So he would be lead. Clooney, Clooney could have gotten in for uh, supporting, but I think if I nominate anybody for supporting in this, it's Hoffman. Dude, yeah. you literally took the words out of my mouth because I'm looking at the best supporting, and I'm like, dude, no disrespect to Nick Nolte in Warrior, but that performance wasn't as good as our man. Rest in peace, like. And- and C. Dow is one of my all-time favorite actors, but I don't think Extremely Loud or Incredibly Close should even be at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. yeah. This this film, I you know, I'm almost okay with it not having acting nominations. This, this sounds almost backwards to say it because it's such a strong, uh, uh, what's the word? Not entourage, but a collection of the, the oh, acting it's a stacked cast. Ensemble. Yeah. Ensemble. Ensemble. Yeah. So go. if there were an ensemble, it would be like, yeah, nominate this film. But I don't think there's one actor who's like stealing in the show or anything because everybody's great. Yeah. And honestly, if I give if I give um, Gosling a, a nomination for 2011, I'm going for Drive. Yeah. He's he's solid in that film. I literally say this every time I watch a Ryan Gosling film. I'm like, he's just so underrated. Like He really because is. Because he's so attractive. He does not get the respect that he deserves as an actor because he's so attractive. Really the notebook ruined this man for what he can do. Cause Mm -hmm. everybody looks at him as the notebook dude, the romance guy. And it's like, bro, this dude's done like 50 films since notebook and he's put on performances from action to drama. He's funny as hell. Yeah. And I, I became a fan of his the first time I saw the believer. Say I haven't seen the Believer. Oh, you've got it. Okay, so in the Believer, he plays a young, uh, young Jewish man who is a neo-Nazi. Uh, what? <laughs> it's awesome. The okay, life like it's the best. Kanye. Uh, uh, no, it it's an it's an incredible performance from him. And I think was he one of the two kids in um Murder by Numbers? Yes, I thought yep. so. That's the first time I remember seeing him in a movie. The main now, complaint... I mean, obviously, the first movie I see him in is Remember the Titans, but it isn't like I'm like, that's Ryan Gosling. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Zach, you were saying? I was going to say, the main complaint I ever hear people have about Ryan Gosling, <laughs> they're like, he he doesn't emote or that he's like wooden. But w- the thing about him he's is he's so calm most of the time, 
and then he releases it when he needs to. And I think, you know, that I respect that understated kind of acting that, you know, pulls yeah. when it needs to. Yeah. No, he's, yeah. He's good. He's good. And, and you see that in this, I think. I, I've seen it. Every, like, it also, it also kind of depends on what you're doing with Ryan Gosling. Cause you, right. You get him in something like drive where he's supposed to be right. Real stern and right, emotionless <laughs> until Blade he Runner. just, <laughs> or Blade Runner where he's a replicant. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, and you know this up front. <laughs> and I was saying, you know, I was saying how funny he is. I was thinking of crazy, stupid love. That mm-hmm. also came out this year. So he yeah. came out with Crazy Stupid Love, Drive, and The Ides of March all Whew. in the same year. Three like completely were... different movies and roles. Come on. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all completely different performances in how he handles it. And there's so much range in those three movies. Yeah. And yeah, it's... I, I know we're talking about Clooney here. So I do want to circle back and say these are the kind of roles that Clooney really, really shines. Yeah. And, He's so good in this film. Yeah, he's excellent, and it's scary believable. Like scary believable. <laughs> that <laughs> so that fucking scene in the in the kitchen uh-huh. with him and Gosling, like where uh-huh. Gosling's like blackmailing him. Right. So good. It Dude, is that, just that whole scene. What even before that, yeah. when they're doing the press conference and Holly shows up on his cell phone and he's looking around and I I knew he was going to be calling her from calling him from her phone for sure. Mm-hmm. But when they make eye contact, it's so tense. Yeah. Like you yeah. can feel yeah. what's going on. And it's such good eye them. it's such good eye acting. Right. <laughs> oh, the whole mascot of the podcast. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it's been a while. Mm. Been a while. Thank you. I was hoping. <laughs> I left the space. Since I've had oh. a whole bag of Doritos. And it's been a while. Doritos. <laughs> my, my wife just brought me snacks, everybody. Oh, what else is there? There's a little chocolate donuts. Oh, nice. The With the one where the chocolate is so waxy, it sticks to the roof of your mouth. The best. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you get that tongue action going. The Woo. tongue workouts. Um, Talk about eye acting. What's going on? Mm, yeah, yeah, what's going on there? I, I have no idea what's going on. Don't <laughs> Uh, I don't even remember what we were talking. I know. We, oh, Clooney. I, I, yeah, we were talking about Tension. Clooney and the uh, Clooney and the uh, baby goose. I fucking yeah. each other. Yeah. Also, I love how they have. Um, I don't know his name in real life. I just always call him the guy from the internship in the social network because those yeah. all the only two movies I know him from. Oh, um, Max Mangala. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> dark haired, good looking dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll. I'll Cop to admitting that I mostly know his last name because he's the uh, he's got the same last name as the creator of Hellboy. Oh, okay, let's see. There you go. Are they related? I don't think so. Mm. I've never looked into it. Well, now we'll no. start. Yeah, and then no. of course, Marissa Tomei is hot as hell as always. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and this was a this was a good era for Marissa. This was like the Marissa Tomei comeback era because just a couple years earlier, she's in the Wrestler. Yeah, she's so good. She's so. Good in that. Woo! Woo, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh... I, mean, I know I know. we've had our complaints about Spider-Man and what they do with Aunt May and all that stuff, but she really is insanely hot <laughs> in the Spider-Man movies. Like, she really it's, is. It's, it's the unfortunate truth that she is, but it's a worse truth that that's her entire character arc. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> hey, Marissa Tomei's hot. Yeah, we know this. You don't have to build the entire character around it. <laughs> yeah, this this whole the th- whole third act of this film is just tense and you know, I've gotten away from trying to predict what's going to happen in movies and just sit back and watch them and mm-hmm. I find, you know, I don't try to think what what's the twist going to be or what's going to be the big reveal. And so I I was a little caught off guard. I thought there was going to be some political scandal uh, involving some some policy thing. <laughs> I know that's not the mm-hmm. most exciting thing, but that, that's oh, where I thought it, it was going. In real life. So, okay. It's based on the play what is it called Farragut North, um, loosely based on Howard Dean's 2004 campaign. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the play. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> 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 oh, man. Howard Dean. I had mm-hmm. your bumper sticker. Um, I would have voted for him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but funny enough, the uh, people who ended up getting the nomination that year, Carrie and Edwards, John Edwards, I, w- I haven't seen the play and I don't know exactly. I, I looked at some of the details, but I don't know if it's the same plot or if this it's, screenplay pulls it's slightly different. OK, I was wondering if the screenplay pulled from the real life 2008 John Edwards campaign where he legitimately uh, slept with a. Had a well, an ongoing relationship with a political aide, ended up impregnating her while his wife is dying of cancer because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That I also, I also hated that show he had on the Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, Crossing Over. <laughs> <laughs> God, so we lose, we lose you on that one, Trev. Well, uh, you know me. I don't do politics. Like I, so that's kind of my disconnect with the film. Like I watch mm. the film and I'm like, man, these performances are really strong and I'm watching it, but I can't get sucked into what the movie's about because I have no idea what goes on in a political campaign. All these people that are involved, there's a clearly a lot of moving pieces None of these things. This shit is boring to me. Like none of it interests me. It's adult stuff. I don't like adult stuff. Okay? <laughs> so yeah. that that's where the disconnect falls off for me. I watch it and go, "Damn, these performances are good." But yeah. this movie don't really do much for me personally. Okay. I mean, it's 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 nice to know that you have a thing or don't yeah. have a thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. For for you, rather, you know. Right. It's nice to know that there there's a line that you're not interested in. And well, it kind of sucks because these Clooney movies that are really well done, they're just on topics that I don't care about. <laughs> Whereas like Leatherheads is something I would totally be into and they completely failed at making it. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I do think, you know, as far as the the content of the politics and stuff, I think it's it's nice that it's kind of quote-unquote fair and balanced at least as far as you know it's pro-democratic policy but it's like yeah the people are still pretty shitty right um you know there's the comments about republicans doing things better because they are meaner and they get dirtier about it and um the whole policy and party over integrity and integrity and dignity dignity especially that speech right at the end of the movie where they're like overlaying talking about that and then showing how much of a hypocrite everybody is you know that's i think that sense um this compete appeal to anybody despite their political leanings mm-hmm. yeah because um i i love that scene in the beginning where gosling is being the the cheerleader and he's like he has to win mm-hmm. like i oh, yeah, does he have to win i mean he's gonna win nothing's gonna change mm. so they 
they immediately tell you up front that he's he's a politician and you're if you buy into it during the course of the movie you're the one who's who's done the wrong thing yeah yeah um but yeah no i and i think i think clooney with these last two films has gotten a lot stronger with how he uses visual language cuz i love the opening shot of this film where it's gosling standing out of focus right and then he comes into focus which kind and then, of and then at the end how they do the complete opposite yeah. yeah and and you know that kind of mirrors how he's how his character is going it's to changed. progress from yeah. being in the shadows to suddenly being in the forefront yeah that was that was cool i definitely once i saw that ending you make that connection from it comes full circle but mm-hmm. Like you just said, the evolution of who he is as a person and a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that all that stuff is definitely well done. I just still don't think Clooney takes chances like some of our other directors that we really enjoy takes chances. I, I can understand. Yeah. I think, you know, he's very, very, uh, what's the word? Measured and like aiming the shot, getting the mm-hmm. shot looks good. But yeah, I mean, maybe he's not super creative with stuff and that's. I mean, I, I think it works for a film like this. Yeah, and I, I he's moving the camera a lot more. He's he's framing a lot better. Like like you said, whatever steady looks incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. He's 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 putting characters in interesting spots. He he's using the the actual frame to tell stories within the story. It's a lot of lighting, good lighting on pretty people. Too yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, com- coming back to that kitchen scene, that is one of the most well lit scenes I have I saw in the movie in 2011. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, I was just going to mention that I you know, saw earlier this this evening as we're recording that Kennedy uh, or Clooney won a Kennedy Center honor mm-hmm. uh, for the Midnight Sky. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it's more like a career thing, right? Yeah. Well, no, I was just thinking of Kennedy Space. You know. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> gotcha. I follow you two and the edge there. The edge. Amy Evil Grant. Edge. Amy Grant. What Amy Grant. My mom used to listen to Amy Grant when I was a kid. And that shit made me laugh. <laughs> See her uh, records in thrift stores all the time. I'm like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> now, what is this award? It's, a, it's the the Kennedy Center Honors. The, what it's is like it? arts and culture kind of thing. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, it's kind of like—is it just one of these kind of things? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a presidential commendation on like merit of art. But you know, like when the president gives a medal, but like like Ellen DeGeneres will get a medal, and it's like, why? This is the one she got. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the one she got. Things like this, Uh, I'm like, okay, okay, why? (laughs) Honors uh, lifetime artistic achievements. Um, Yeah, and people who have had an impact on culture. (laughs) Well. I mean, it's like the Library of Congress, you know, it's recognizing the government recognizes culture and art as well. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Oh. But contemporary Christian and pop singer songwriter Amy Grant. Woo! It's just weird. It's a little time. Like, there's actual scientists out here. You know what I mean? Doing things in space travel and diseases and stuff. And it's like, hey, yeah, let's award the these actors I mean, don't get enough award shows already throughout <laughs> the year. So let's go ahead yeah. and add something else. They, I, they get awards, too. 
Yeah, they just don't get the attention, which I mm-hmm. you know they should. Yeah, absolutely. We should televise those things with some cool special effects. Hold on, this is on TV? Lasers. Yeah, it's on like CBS or something. <laughs> yeah, it's usually like performances and shit. Like YouTube probably This is crazy. <laughs> this is nuts. How have I never heard of this thing? That's how little I care. That's why I've never heard of it. That's how little I care. <laughs> never saw the Tom Hanks uh, side by side of him from Forrest Gump and then him getting his presidential. Anyway. No. Right. No, I fall. Yeah, but it's interesting. Clooney and politics. Uh, Anybody else got any more notes on the film itself? No. No, I just I liked it. It was a good political thriller. Um, You know, I found more interest in the political stuff than Trav would, but you know that's that's who we are, and Mm -hmm. uh, I liked the shift of tone. Everybody was very believable, going from working together to turning on each other and just looking at the belly of the beast. I I like this. I like the murderers row character actors we have in this. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Paul Giamatti, and Jeffrey Wright. Oh yeah, he was so yeah. good in this. We didn't even talk about him. How good? Yeah, he's under undercover, great in like everything too. Who that Giamatti yeah. or Jeffrey? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, uh, I love all these guys, and they're all just being amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. And this is my maybe second favorite Hoffman performance from this year. Cause he's also in Moneyball. <laughs> yeah. Moneyball is great. Moneyball is an amazing film. And Jonah Hill was nominated, right? Yeah, he was. So, was, uh, so was Brad Pitt. Brad Poot. Richard Cooner. Who, who officially <laughs> will be named Jonah Hill. Not too long from now. Oh, he's legally getting a change. Not legally just getting his, uh, his name changed. Yeah. Not just his nom de plume. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I hear his Netflix thing is pretty good. About, yeah, about the psychiatrist, uh, psychiatrist yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You haven't seen it, but it looks good. I heard good things. I'll have to check that out. Yes. All yeah. right. That's all I got. Well, then, let's move into our Worsty Judgment. Crab, where's this sitting on your George Clooney ranking? Okay. So, definitely... I gave this three and a half stars, um, mostly just because, again, the content just isn't something that is uh, gripping for me. But this is definitely the best Clooney-directed film that we've watched. So definitely my number one so far on the Clooney countdown. There you go. squared, baby. Zach, how about you? I gave it a sterling four stars. I I think it's... Really good. It's uh like I said, it's an intense political thriller that I think fits strongly into the genre. Um, I don't know that there's a particular thing that makes it stand out as like a a classic or a masterpiece. So that's why I've got four stars. But it's very good. I recommend it to anybody who's interested in the subject matter um, or is a fan of the actors. And I've got it at my number two because I do like Good Light, Good Night, and Good Luck a little better. So how about you, Paul? Uh, I believe I also gave it four stars and, and I really like this film. I'm not ashamed that I put it in my top 20, but I don't know if it would go there today. I'd have to relook at 2011, which is a pretty strong year in film. Yeah. Um, but with that, uh, this is also my number two. I just think good night. Good luck is a masterpiece. And I think this is, this is a good companion piece to that. And I w- wish he kind of would have stayed in this lane more 
But as far as content or these kind of movies? A little bit of both, yeah. Tone, maybe? I have I haven't seen what's coming up next. Spoiler alert, I guess. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll still ask you about it. Talking about the movie? Yeah. What movie we're watching next? Mm. You better figure it out in the next two minutes, sir. Oh, yeah, I oh, know what it is. He hasn't, he hasn't seen mm. the movie, so oh, I don't know okay. if it's the tone his of his eyeballs. My eyeballs. Um, yeah, so it's my number two. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, we're going to call it there, Trap. Let yeah. people know where they can follow you on the media's social. I am on the Instagram at ZK Audio. I'm also on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-C-K, where I'm also on TikTok and Letterboxd, ranking and watching my daily movie watches. Mr. McCoy, where they finding my man at? Find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, where you can find some crossover shark stuff, and Letterboxd by searching my name, Mr. Workman. Uh, speaking of shark stuff, you can follow me at Shark Dressman on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are reviewing shark-related content. And uh, you can follow me at Father of the Fear across Twitter, if it still exists, and uh, Letterboxd, <laughs> where I am doing a running tally of all the films that I watch. And just today, I went and saw Violent Night, the new Christmas film starring David Harbour as Santa Claus. It is is joyously fun and ruthlessly violent and i loved it <laughs> i'm glad because i have not heard very good things about this film not necessarily from people but just like in general i i listened to a film review podcast called breakfast all day and the two reviewers that are currently on there alonzo duralde and uh, christy lemire Alonzo gave it a nine and he is a Christmas movie expert. Literally has written the book on Christmas movies <laughs> and Christy Lemire gave it a four. And they were like, we, we never split this hard on anything. <laughs> nice. So, so it is, it is going to divide people, but it, it does not take itself too seriously. It leans into all of the, uh, all of the films that influenced it, like mm. shouts them out directly on screen and then it's just dumb and violent, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> exactly. It looks like, as long as it's exactly what it should be, then I will be happy. And it sounds Look, like that's it, exactly what it is. If you liked the trailer, you're probably going to like the film. There you it, go. It does not disappoint on anything that it that it promises, and honestly, it's a little more emotionally in depth than I expected it to be. <laughs> there you go. But. All right, Zach, what are we watching next week? We are watching The Monuments Men, which you can rent on Amazon, Google, Hulu, Philo, Sling TV, Redbox, or find on the Roku channel. <laughs> All right, that's, a, uh, that's Clooney teaming up with the man who beat him for Best Actor this year, Jean Dujardin. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. I'd like to put that out to the world before we move on. So... Trav, again, thank you for producing our show and staying up late with us. Late night. (laughs) We'd also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at OscarCPod and on Facebook at The Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Algorithm of sleeping with your intern is not a good idea. 
So, for Trav, Zach, and Evan Rachel Wood, whose name we didn't throw around enough on this I episode, was just thinking excellent in this film, yes. excellent in this film, I would like, we would like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs>